Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish Podcast. Hello, you're listening to Fulhamish Extra, your weekly extra dosage of Fulham FC content. I'm your host, Don Betts, and joining me on today's podcast is Love Sport Radio's George Riley. Coming up on today's show, we have a look ahead to Friday's game away at Derby County and speak to former Fulham striker Paul Pessy Salido. Joining us to look ahead to Friday's clash at Pride Park is former Derby defender Mark Edworthy. And we started off by asking, why has Philip Koku's side been so effective at home this season? It just goes to show, doesn't it? The championship is, is unbelievable, really, because our home record, as you said, it's been fantastic. It really has. I think we near the top of the table regarding home victories. And of course, away from home, we've been so poor, only two wins all season. And you can't sustain a real uh, promotion campaign unless you unless you start winning on the road. And believe it or not, saying about that, we're only nine points off the uh, the so-called um, chance of getting into the playoffs. So uh, it'll be a fascinating game on, on Friday night. Fulham are in fantastic form. And that just goes to show how competitive a championship is because who expected that? The 3-0 defeat at home to Barnsley. Yeah, I mean, the last week's been crazy. Obviously, we drew 1-1 with Mill, then lost that game against Barnsley, who are bottom of the table. I mentioned the stat earlier about how, you know, we've, we've a quarter of the goals we can see have been to the bottom two sides. So Fulham are, you know, crazy inconsistent when it comes to, it came to that as well. But what do you think is, there's been such a difference between the home and the away rock? Is it the style of play that Philip Koku's got the side playing or is it simply of the fact they just feel so comfortable and they've made Pride Park a fortress? Yeah, I think that they are very comfortable at home. I think they're very attacking at home. And I think sometimes when you play away from home, you, you've got to adjust, maybe change personnel and even the system at times. And we are very open away from home. And I think sometimes you've got to win ugly and we fail to do that at times. We're good on the eye, good in possession, but... Unfortunately, we conceded so many goals away from home. I think it was about six times this season we've conceded three goals away from home. So it's been really frustrating. Um, but we've still got 13 games to go. What's that? 39 points to play for. And I think, with well, your case for Fulham, you know, Scott's done a fantastic job. And he'll be wanting to catch, obviously, West Brom and Leeds and, and really go for that automatic uh, promotion chance. And I think uh, it's going to be a really tough game for us um, on Friday because uh, I expect it could be probably one of the toughest games of the season with Fulham coming to us. Obviously, it's been an absolute crazy season when it comes to off the pitch for Derby. You know, Koku coming in, the situation with Richard Keogh, and then obviously Wayne Rooney coming in January. Do you think that's paid part? The off pitch matches have just made it absolute chaos uh, down at Pride Park. Um, possibly. I mean, I, I suppose you, you know you don't want to use that as an excuse. I think any any club when you have a change of manager, obviously Frank went down to Chelsea and he was never going to turn down the opportunity. He did he did a great job at at Derby last season with, with the loan signers Harry Wilson, obviously Tamori and and Mason Mount, fantastic players have all gone into play into the Premier League. Cocker's come in and we've got to we've got to treat it as a, a really successful season so far. The amount of youngsters we've come in from the Academy of have come in and done superbly well and they've got really bright futures. So I think it it's been it, it has been a quite a positive season, believe it or not, of all the off field problems. I think you know you can't use that as an excuse. And I think Philip Cocker's handled that situation superbly well. Um and he feels we can still get into the playoffs. So it's all to play for. A really, really tough game against Fulham, as we said on Friday, but our home form has been so good. What has been the impact of Wayne Rooney? Is it just his, his aura around the dressing room? Is it his actual impact on the pitch? What, do, what, do you, what have you made of his impact at Derby County? Well, I think uh, when Wayne came, he, he's a winner, isn't he? He just loves playing football and his record speaks for itself. You know, we know the time at Man United, all-time goal scorer, same with England as well. And he just wants to win football matches, loves to play. And what he's just done, I think he just raised the standards... And, and everybody around him, fair play to the, to the lads playing in the team, 
has not just been the Wayne Rooney show. He he has inspired those lads to perform as well. And he and he, he plays with a smile on his face. You can see with his experience, leads by example. And I think a lot of the players are, are enjoying playing with him. And, and, he, and he has been a major part of, of why we have been, I think we we only lost like sort of two in 12 games. So he's been a pinnacle part of um, the rise of, of Derby this season for sure. An interesting thing I've is I found this season, obviously Chris Martin's made his way sort of vaguely back into the side at stages. Do you, has he has he has he been reborn or was was is he just been a good option to bring on especially up front? Well, I think um, Chris obviously it, you know he's a goal scorer, isn't he? he? Wants to score goals, but we've had Jack Marriott up there, we've had uh, Waghorn as well, so we've got a number of players, and, and I think that's the thing with Philip Cocker as well. We have had a lot of personnel change, and it's, it's he he will change a winning team, and and I think at times some people think it is uh, too much personnel, but I don't see the players day in day out, and he can only pick what's fit and available, but. Uh, you know, when, when Chris has gone in, he, as we know, he scores goals. He lead by example. He, he's like a talisman for Derby. And every time he wears a Derby shirt, you know, he, he wears it with pride. And he's still a threat in front of goal. Yeah, when I, when I, when I watched Derby, obviously, when they came to Craven Cottage, it, it, it sort of epitomises their away record. I think it was probably one of the best games we've played this season in, <laughs> yeah. in the 3-0 three, three victory. But obviously, Derby didn't really help themselves. And, you know, so you're looking at Philip Cocker, obviously you've spoken about, you know, you know, he's doing well with what he's been expected to do this season. What have the fans made of it? Was it, you know, they were quite, they were getting annoyed slightly, you know, after the poor starts of the season and they're sort of finally understanding what he's doing? Yeah, I think that's the case. I mean, when Frank came, you know, it, 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 it was such a great thing, great, such a great coup for the club as well. And then, of course, you know, the, the chairman's done fantastic well to get Wayne Rooney here as well. So, all of a sudden now we've got the experienced Wayne Rooney. He's a winner. We've got the youngsters coming through. So I think the fans, you know, they're very passionate and it's a big club and everybody wants to go to the promised land in the Premier League. But I think expectations, they've got to realise in maybe two or three seasons' time with, with the, these cropper youngsters coming through, we've got some fantastic talent on show and they're going to mature and, and Derby will be a, a quality outfit, maybe to maintain, um, you know, a real challenge for promotion. But as we said, this championship can throw up anything. We've talked about the Barnsley game, which, I mean, I didn't see that coming. I bet, I bet you guys didn't see that coming against uh, Barnsley at the weekend for Fulham. Uh, why there's still mathematically possible to go up and, and get those points, you know, the games we have like three in a week sometimes. Who knows? Um, I think the chairman, um, without <laughs> stating it, still thinks we've got a chance to get in the playoffs and, and that's what you've got to hope for and keep believing. So do you think that should be the game for Derby this season is to do as much as they can to push into that top six? Yeah, I think when you're chasing, you've always got a chance, haven't you? And But when you stop relying on other teams to, to get you out of trouble or, or rely on results, and then I think it's a bridge too far. So while there's 13 games to go, there's lots of twists and turns that's going to come. I think we've got to keep maintaining our home record and winning at home, but we must get some on the road if we're going to really... Uh, push for those top six places. With Martin Waghorn obviously being the top goal scorer at Derby at the moment, I think, would you say he's the main threat Fulham should be looking at this weekend or is there other areas where we can, they can really cause Fulham problems? Obviously, well, there's been Dwayne Holmes obviously who's come to the fruition over the last few months as well. Yeah, there's, there's a number of players. I mean, we mentioned him, Tom Lawrence is in fantastic form, scored a wonderful goal against Huddersfield the weekend. It's probably worthy of winning any game really. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that was a draw and then he, and he scored and, and set up the goals at Swansea when we won 3-2, one of our rare away wins. But um, yeah, he's a real threat. We've got some real youngsters, as, as we said in there, uh, Max Birds, uh, and obviously not not um, Kansat Rooney anywhere around the, the edge of the box. With it. He's just still a free-kick specialist. So I think there's a number of players in there who, who potentially could cause a threat. But the likes of your side with, with Kearney, you know, wonderful player he is, and, and Mitrovic, who's, what, 21 goals this season, you know, you've got some quality, quality t- um, players in the side. And I think, 
you know, you've always been difficult to play against. And I think Derby have been on the uh, on the other end of that a few too many times. So um, it, it's all set up for a mouthful in time Friday for sure. How do you think Derby will deal with the threat of Mitrovic? Are they a, def- a set of defence who obviously will deal with target men quite well, or or are they someone who sort of deals with defending with players who are running behind a bit better? Well, I think yeah, but we've got really attacking fullbacks as well in, in Max Lowe and and Jaden Boger, but um, Andre Wisdom with his experience, he, he's been playing in central defence with Matt Clark or even Curtis Davis. So again, there's a number of players who, who will have to be on their toes and, and deal with Mitrovic because he, he, he's such a talent. But then you've got obviously Kearney to worry about in midfield who basically orchestrates things for Fulham. Such a just a good player and um, you know he can really unlock any defence. So it's set up nicely for a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it. And if, if we're looking at the game, obviously it's the first time Fulham have travelled to Pride Park since, obviously, the playoff uh, semi-final first leg. Do you think that will... Uh, we obviously spoke about Paul Pessy Salido earlier and he, w- he was talking about, you know, you think it will add a bit of needle to the game. Do you agree with that? I think so, yes. I think that all the games, are, they're always good games. There's always goals in the games and there is an edge between the sides, obviously, playing in the playoffs together and against each other. So I think Derby have probably got a point to prove as well and obviously Fulham want to maintain... That surge at the table because I think they're, you know, they're hoping. I think Scott's gone done a fantastic job, and I, I think they're hoping to uh, pit West Brom and Leeds to those automatic places. What's your prediction for the game Friday? <laughs> I'm going to go two-one Derby. So if you don't hear from me again, guys, <laughs> <laughs> we'll ring you regardless. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, ring me, ring me regardless. Either glow or you can say, uh, yeah, something else. But um, no, let's let's just hope it's a great game. Friday night football. Um, two teams who are very attacking. Uh, goes from all over the pitch so it's set up nicely for another championship uh, really good game it must it really is and so you're right good speech as always Mark cheers cheers guys thank you uh, Mark Edward the former Derby defender expecting a good game and a Derby victory Where are, what are your thoughts uh, I think going into this game it's you. I'm going to expect for them to, to head out the trap ball really quickly I mean that's what we definitely didn't do against Barnsley so I think they've got, they've got a massive point to prove against Derby this weekend and I think if anything they're going to want to Send a message out with a performance this week, this weekend on a Friday night because they everyone knows how bad the result was on Saturday. You know the team in third looking for more back promotion, losing losing to the team right at the bottom of the table. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm expecting many. Ch- I don't know if I'm expecting changes from Scott Parker because I don't know who'd he bring in, which would completely change it up. I think one thing, one thing I'd look at is. You know, I'd like to see Dennis Adoy come back into the side. I think, you know, he may not be the most flash defender, the best defender, but I think he's just so consistent at the back. And I think with Joe Bryan, sometimes I think he can be caught out defensively. Whether he comes in at left back, whether he comes in at right back, and I don't think Steven Session had the greatest game either. I think him coming back into the side will be key because I just think he offers so much more stability in that back line. Looking at in the whole midfield and centre midfield area, obviously we've been playing Honor McKenney and McDonald recently. I think stick with that. I think you know I think people are too relu- are too eager to make changes sometimes, and sometimes that's a problem because you know especially when a midfield three, you know, there seemed we went we had such a consistent midfield of you know Ken McDonald, Stephanie Hansen, and Tom Kearney, and then Oliver Nord coming in when he when he could. So I think yeah I think stick with that midfield three then the front three I would go with of Bobby Reed Mitrovic and probably Ivan Cavallero for now but yeah I think I'm look I'm looking forward to this game mainly because I think the team are going to want to prove a point and I think that's going to be interesting to see how how sort of fast they go out the blocks because it's not necessarily been our style obviously we got the goal very early on against Millwall and then we sort of capitulated after that mm. so we need to see if we can do something different is there more pressure on this game because of what happened last week. I mean, Derby away, you were looking at thinking, blimey, that's going to be a biggie. 
We'll but get... Because if you'd have taken six points from the last six, then you're thinking, right, let's see what happens. Whereas now, it's right, we need to get something from it's this. A, it's a, a must-win game because, you know, let's say we lose it, for example, and then Leeds win. That's their six points clear. Yeah. We draw their four. Yeah. I think, you know, what we need to... If we, if we are to draw points, then we're relying on Leeds to drop points because I think as long as we're, we're in three points of them then, and when you still play the side, then I think that's great. But yeah, I think for us, it's a must-win game. Yes, to stay in the race for top two, but just to banish the demons of last week. Would you like the latest Fulham breaking news straight to your phone? I thought you might. If so, sign up to the Fulhamish WhatsApp channel and you'll receive regular match day updates, transfer updates, breaking FFC news and podcast alerts. It's 100% free and you can opt out anytime if you want. To sign up, go to fullamish.co.uk forward slash WhatsApp and follow the instructions. That's fullamish.co.uk forward slash WhatsApp. We thought this would be the perfect opportunity to get Paul Pessi Salido back on the podcast considering he played for both Fulham and Derby. And we started off by asking what he's made of Fulham's season so far. Well, I think it's been a very good season. Um, I know everybody's down in the dumps, including myself, after the dreadful results against Barnsley um, on the weekend. But, um, you know, to be third in the table, they've shown the consistency you need to to get themselves challenging for that promotion spot. And um, it's not over yet. And um, hopefully they can vie for that more likely the second spot. Um, if not, go up in the playoffs. Looking at the reaction from the fans after that Barnsley game, a lot of people were sort of pointing the finger at Scott Parker and the tactics that were on display, obviously, on the weekend. What have you made of Scott Parker? Do you think he's getting enough out of the players that he's got so far, or do you think he could be doing slightly better? I think he's done a great job. You know, it, it, you know a lot of people had, uh, had doubts because he's new in, in the job, but... What Scott has is a knowledge for the game. He's played at the highest level. I've, he's very, very popular at the football club, even amongst the players, which is very important. Um, he's got that captain mentality, which usually follows up with good managerial skills. So I think he's done a great job. Uh, uh, you know, championship is such a difficult league, such a difficult league. Everyone thinks it's you know you have a premiership squad that's just come down, or you you've got you spend loads of money on players, and you're automatically going to go up. It never happens that way. It's, uh, it's, a ma- it's a matter of turn of every week, being organized, which they have been to a certain degree, and um, you know, j- just trying to win more games than you lose. And, and he's done a great job. I, I don't see why, why people are complaining. Do you think, you know, looking at Scott Parker, and obviously it's a very different style of play to what we had on Slavisa Jokanovic in 17-18 when we won the playoffs that year. Do you think people are sort of expecting something too similar to that and they yeah. actually don't understand the different style of play we've been deploying this season? Absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head. It, it was exciting, the way Slav, the way his team played and the way they went up in style. I can see why people are, make those comparisons. But he doesn't have the same players at his disposal and and there's more than uh, one way to skin a cat as we say and you know he's got a hard-working team he gets goals from Mitrovic when he's playing so uh, you know I think he's got he's got all the right elements he just perhaps that's what it is people are expecting this expansive attacking football but um, you know he doesn't have those same players to his uh, disposal. Do you think that a lot of that sort of lies on the fullbacks? Obviously, I know Joe Bryan's had the amount of assists he can, but you know, with Fredericks in target, we had two completely different types of fullbacks to you know Joe Bryan and whether the other side is the likes of a Doy or Christie or sometimes Stephen Session. Do you think 
because the fullbacks are so different, that's what's stopping us playing a similar style of football. Absolutely, absolutely. You you lost a lot of pace in the attacking threat with those two players. Going forward, they were phenomenal. So when you've got that, the, the modern game, if you want to play an expansive football and you want to play a football that's attacked, then you need fullbacks to play that way. And, and at the minute, the two players that, that we use are not those type of players. So they're a little bit, they have to be a little bit more solid um, and his style of play is, is perhaps suffered to a certain degree because of it. Looking at Mitrovic, obviously 21 goals, league's top goal scorer. You know, people say we are too overly reliant on him. Do you think that sort of responsibility, though, is something that Mitrovic sort of loves to have, that he is the main man and the club Absolutely. do rely on him so much? You can see that. You can see the way he's, he plays. You know, he didn't have a good time at Newcastle. He, he's gone to Fulham and he has been superb. And you can see he thrives on that attention. He loves that focus. But how can you say that, um, you know, you're so reliant? You've got a great player. You're going to use him as much as you possibly can. Um, he runs the channels, he holds the ball up. The key will keeping hold of him because he's, uh, you know, he's made a lot of uh, people stand up and, and watch him this season. He's been superb. Um, so reliant, of course you're reliant. When you've got such a great player and scoring goals, then why not rely? A lot of people have been speaking about Tom Kearney over previous weeks that, you know, he hasn't been at his best. He doesn't look fit. You know, people, you know, even in times ever since he's really taken over the captaincy saying, is he really the captain in the squad or is he just the one that wears the armband? What do you think's gone wrong? Do you think it might just be a fitness issue? Because obviously he's had so many injury problems. He's he's never really going to be going 100% fit into, you know, when you're playing seven games yeah. in, what, 29 days, whatever it is. Yeah, it's been stop-start, and it's very hard to get momentum. And, you know, your, your confidence suffers as well as, as your fitness. So, yeah, it's been a, it's not been a great season for him. And, um, you, know, uh, he's, you know, he's still relatively young. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I generally think perhaps... It's it's been the injuries and, and not getting that uh, you know the time that uh, that, he, that he that he's had in the past. Josie Hector's coming in January. He's shored things a lot up at the back, and having him and Rodak obviously at the back, you know, it's been a much much improvement on what we had going into the season. Do you th- how how big of an influence is that being an attacking player, knowing that you can sort of do your thing and knowing what you don't need to be you don't need to worry about the defence, you know, being conceding that many goals. I think we've we've had four or five clean sheets uh, since uh, January came and obviously Hector came into the side. I think, you know, okay, you can say that. By all means, he's done a good job. But I, I think, again, you criticise Scott, perhaps the style of football going forward, but defensively, they, they're a unit. And, um, you know, they're all defending as a team. And that's why you're not conceding goals. But, yeah, the addition of, of, the addition of Vector has been, has been good. Um, there's been so many injuries at the back, though, which uh, hasn't helped Fulham in recent, uh, in recent years. But, um, yeah, I, I just think they're far more solid as a unit this season. And um, perhaps that's why you're not seeing that attacking play that uh, they were so accustomed to. Obviously, looking at Friday's game, obviously you've taken another one of your former sides in Derby County. They're a bit of a weird season for them because it didn't. It hasn't started the greatest under Philip Koku, but obviously Wayne Rooney came in, in in the January transfer window, and they've sort of turned corner-ish since then. But obviously, everyone's pointing to their home record, and do you think that's something that Philip Koku's sort of building the base of his side on? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, it has been a disappointing season. You, you know, Derby's been challenging up, up up towards the top six places for the last three or four seasons. At this t- stage of the season, this is when they usually do a Leeds and drop straight out. But um, 
but but this season has been frustrating. They didn't start well. Um, I think the addition of Wayne Rooney has been huge because they, they are trying to, to to groom these youngsters into the team. They've got a very young side, and they, the likes of having a Wayne Rooney in that team, um, you can see the confidence and have to play with a player of his caliber. Um, what that does for all the other players is just lifts their game. You know, they're probably half of them are probably in awe of him just yeah. watching him train. How good is he still, Paul? How good is he still now? He can still. You watch him. He's 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 class. He really is. Um, you can, you don't you don't lose your uh, your touch your vision. Um, perhaps he's lost a little bit of his pace, but he's playing in a in a deeper role where you can still see he sees a pass and he's ever so dangerous. Whether it be set pieces, but it's just that presence and that um, that voice on the pitch and just having someone with 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 that experience. People feed off that, and you can see how Derby have improved. But um, I still think they're 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 you know four or five players off uh, being a challenging a challenging side, and I think their their style of play is a little bit confusing as well at times, um, which I haven't really um, got to grips with. Obviously, it's the first time Fulham have travelled to Pride Park ever since the first leg of that playoff semi final. Obviously, what what happened uh, obviously in the second leg at Craven Cottage, but do you think that adds a bit of added needle to this fixture? Yeah, definitely. There's certainly a little bit of spice. Whenever there's been a um, a, conta- con- a, a, a game of that ca- that um, that caliber, it always tends to uh, be brought up in the change rooms beforehand to uh, give it that added spice. But um, you know, Fulham are in a position now; they can't afford to lose games. They got Brentford on their heels. Teams are are really fighting to get into that playoff spot. Um, if they want to keep chasing leads then they really need to win this game. They really do. And um, I think you'll get a huge performance out of them, especially after the disastrous performance on the weekend. Obviously, Saturday's... Obviously, with Friday night's game, meaning we'll play before everyone else, gives us an opportunity to go level on points of leads before they play against Reading. And do you think do you think that's exactly what Fulham to do? It's just now... Because Fulham have always been better at piling the pressure on other teams instead of taking it on their own. Well, I think if they do, which you'd like to think they will... Um, that you know that will put some huge pressure on Leeds. You know they have dropped. I think they've got nine points as a possible thirty um, of late. Um, if they see, if they look at the table on Saturday and see that they're level points with um, with Fulham, I, you can see them crumbling because they have done it in the last few few seasons. So um, that, I really think the players need to look at that and say, if we're really going to make a go of this second spot then this is a great opportunity for them to do so Paul just a, a final point we've been reflecting in the first half hour myself and, and Dom on on the week that, that was and potentially how costly it might be but I mean you've been brilliantly optimistic about everything uh, in, in the last few moments how happy are you how content are you with the position right now uh, that Fulham are in I think I would have taken that at the beginning of the season it, it's a tough it's a tough league I've been there it's such a tough league um, you know, there's all there's teams that you don't expect to be up there that are picking up results. You got teams down the bottom like a Barnsley who you think are, are out and dead and dry, and uh, they put in a performance and they're beating Fulham three 0 So it's so so difficult. But I'm you know you've got I, I would have taken that being the season absolutely. You know if they do beat Derby. Sitting in second spot joint with Leeds, it's um, you know it's not bad to look at. Hi, I'm Collins John, and you are listening to the Fulham's podcast. That's it for this week's extra podcast. Thanks for George Riley for joining me, and hope to see many of you at Pride Park on Friday as possible. Come on, you whites, up the Fulham, and we'll see you on Monday for a full debrief for the action.
ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hey, it's Maria Hinojosa here. And Julio Ricardo Varela. We are the co-hosts of the Roundtable podcast, In the Thick, where we talk about politics, race, and culture from a people of color perspective. That's right. Every Tuesday and Friday, we bring you the latest political news, covering the stories and issues that matter to communities of color with amazing POC journalists, activists, and academics from all over the country. So you're not going to want to miss our coverage because we have a lot of fun. We do. Which means that on election night, November 3rd, we are going to be hosting a live virtual show to give you the much-needed POC perspective on this crucial night in our country. Follow us on social media at In The Thick Show to make sure you don't miss the updates and this live analysis. Subscribe to In The Thick wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, A-cast. 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 A-cast